Life was bitter to the core There was nothing to live for Until love came My name is Harold J. Perkins And at the age of 17 I was selling drugs And on my way to an early grave While sitting in my house with about 10 guys God gave me an out-of-body experience And I was lifted above the room I could see everything moving in slow motion After that I got up and put those guys out And I cried out to Jesus Christ He came into my life with liberty and purpose. Then I ran into religion. And it has taken me over 40 years to navigate through religion to fully understand what came into me that day. This podcast is to help put you on a faster track than it took me to get through religion and experience life, liberty, and purpose on a higher level. So get ready. We're about to start a revolution. Again, welcome. In this episode, I'm going to stir you up right away. Question, can any sin get in Christ Jesus? Of course not. Then how can you sin if you are in Christ? Think about that. I covered on the last episode that we are in Christ. I covered that in the New Testament, the phrase in Christ or in him is mentioned 180 times indicating that the one who believes on Jesus Christ, having accepted his sacrifice for them, is now in Christ Jesus. So how can they sin if they're in Christ and we know that no sin can get in Christ? You know, we've heard so much religion that sometimes we don't use plain old common sense. If I can sin in Christ, either I came out of Christ to do it, or I did it in Christ. If I came out of Christ to sin, what happened to eternal salvation? Because if I can come out of Christ, then it was not eternal life because Christ Jesus is eternal life. He is life. Now, the other side of the coin, we know is definitely not not possible, and that's to sin in Christ. Now, if you want the truth and not religion, I'm going to clear this up from the Bible. The word of God is true, not my opinion, nor anyone else's. But what does the word of God have to say about this? And it's pretty clear. Let's start in 1 John chapter 3, verses 8 through 10. Listen to what it says. He that commits sin is of the devil, for the devil sinned from the beginning. For this purpose, the Son of God was manifested that he might destroy the works of the devil. Whosoever is born of God does not commit sin. For his seed remains in him, and he cannot sin because he is born of God. In this, the children of God are manifested or revealed, and the children of the devil. Now, I did not write this. It clearly says that he that is born of God cannot sin. Now, the answer to the dilemma has to do with what part of man was born of God. To know that, we have to know who God is. Who would know who God is? Jesus, of course. Let's see what he says about who his father God is. I'm in John chapter 4, verses 23 and 24. Listen to what it says. 
But the hour comes, and now is, when the true worshipers shall worship the Father in spirit and in truth. For the Father seeks such to worship him. God is a spirit, and they that worship him must worship him in spirit and in truth. So there Jesus is saying that his Father, God, is a spirit. Now, if I was born of God after accepting the sacrifice of Jesus Christ for me, then it was my spirit that was born of God, not my body and not my soul. Man is made up of three parts. He is spirit, he is soul, and he is body. But the real me that was made in the image of God is a spirit because that's who God is. Now, I live in a body and I have a soul. The only part that was changed was my spirit when I was born of God. My body did not change. And that's why the Bible clearly says that one day our bodies will be changed, but they haven't been changed as of now. And my soul did not get changed. Okay. In my spirit right now, if I've ha accepted Christ and Christ has come in me, I'm just like God in seed form. Again, the verse I just read said, he that is born of God cannot sin for his seed remains in him and he cannot sin. Therefore, any sin that happens would have to be with my body or soul. And my body and soul is not me. I am a spirit. I have a body and a soul. I live in a body and I have a soul, but that's not me. Let's go to this verse here at Romans chapter 8, verse 10. Here's what it says. And if Christ be in you, the body is dead because of sin, but the spirit is life because of righteousness. Did you hear that? He said, if Christ be in you, the body is dead because of sin, but the spirit is life because of righteousness. Now, I didn't write that. It's clear. It's clearly letting us know where the problem is. Sin in the body. It's your body that can sin. And it wants to sin. But you, the spirit man that's been born again, has been empowered to get your body under control and to keep your body under control. Your body's nature will never not want to sin. Because sin, it's in its nature. On the other hand, this is what you have not been told. On the other hand, the spirit man in you only wants to do righteous and holy things because that's its nature. Remember, you received the seed of God. And God and Jesus, we're going to see in a minute, just wants to do righteous and holy things. But remember, when we were born of God, we were born in seed form. John, St. John, chapter 1, verse 12 says this, To as many as have received Christ, to them gave he power to become. Well, what's the power of an apple tree to become an apple tree? It's a little bitty seed. Plant a seed, give it water, give it sunshine, and it will become a tree. So the power that God gave us to become is a seed. He empowered us by putting his spirit, his spirit in our spirit in seed form. But if you've not been watering his seed with the word of God, which is the water of the word, 
and getting sunshine in the presence of God, then your body's nature is more than likely the dominant influence in your life. And your spirit may not be strong enough yet. Your spirit may not be strong enough yet to stop your body from doing the sin it wants to do. But you can change that. About a year ago, the Lord was ministering to me about three o'clock in the morning. He said that the problem in the church is with the body and the unrenewed mind. And he said that is not being taught clearly, but he was going to open the door for me to teach it. Now, at the time, I had no idea he would lead me to do a podcast. Now, let's go to further understand this. Let's let the word of God tell us not a man's opinion. Romans chapter 12, verses one and two, and here's what it says. I plead with you, therefore, brethren, and that's sisters too, by the mercies of God, that you present your bodies a living sacrifice, holy, acceptable unto God, which is your reasonable service, and be not conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind, that you may prove what is the good, the acceptable, and the perfect will of God. Now, notice he's telling you, the spirit man, that 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 has God in it to present your body. You do it. How will you do it? He tells you, by renewing your mind to the truth. When your mind lines up with your spirit, the body and its sinful deeds will have no power to control you. Part of the problem is, is that you haven't been told who you really are now that you're in Jesus Christ and he is in you. Let's let the word talk to us. I'm in Ephesians chapter four. Uh, I'm sorry, Ephesians chapter one, verses four and five. Listen to what it says. According as he has chosen us in him, in Christ, before the foundation of the world, that we should be holy and without blame before him in love, having predestined us unto the adoption of children by Jesus Christ to himself, according to the good pleasure of his will. Notice he says that we might be holy and blameless. That's what you are. If you've been born of, of God, then you are holy and blameless in your spirit right now. You were not an afterthought. And notice it says that you were adopted. See, you were not an afterthought with God. He chose you from the foundation of the world, and then he adopted you. Now, a woman could get pregnant and have a baby that was not planned. But when you adopt a child, you choose that child. That's what God did with you. He chose you and made you just like his beloved son, Jesus Christ, holy and blameless. Let's continue. I'm in Hebrews chapter one, verses eight and nine. Listen to what it says. But unto the son, he said, your throne, O God, is forever and ever. A scepter of righteousness is the scepter of your kingdom. You, the son, he's talking about Jesus, you have loved righteousness and hated iniquity. Therefore, God, even thy God, has anointed thee with the oil of gladness above himself. Now, everybody will tell you that, okay, we received Christ, we got the spirit of Christ. Well, we just read that Jesus loved righteousness and hates iniquity. So if I have his spirit, guess what? In my spirit, I now love righteousness and I hate iniquity. 
That's what is in our spirit right now. Not in our body, not in our soul, in our spirit. And when we renew our mind to understand that, hey, wait a minute, the real me loves righteousness and hates iniquities, iniquity, and I line my mind up with my spirit, the flesh has no chance. Let's continue. Hebrews chapter 7, verses 24 to 27. Listen to what it says. But this man, talking about Jesus, because he continues ever, has an unchangeable priesthood. Wherefore, he is able also to save them to the uttermost that come unto God, God by him, seeing he ever lives to make intercession for them. For such a high priest became us who that are in Christ. Listen to what it says. For such a high priest became us who is holy, harmless, undefiled, separate from sinners, and made higher than the heavens who need not daily as those high priests to offer up sacrifices first for his own sins and then for the people's, for this did he once when he offered up himself. See, the word of God is clearly telling us that Jesus made one sacrifice for our sins and he made us just like him now. A high priest who is holy, undefiled, separate from sinners. That's not me talking. We just, I just read the word of God. And so now we're high priests like Jesus. In the Old Testament, if the high priest went into the holy place where God's presence was and he had sin, he died. This is how we know we can't sin in Christ because if we could, we would die. Jesus is the holy place and we're now in him. So who are you really? Who are you really waiting to manifest? And what's really in you now that you're in Christ? Let's go on. I'm in John chapter 1, verses 14, 14 to, through 16. Listen to what the word of God says. Not Harold. This is the word of God. Listen to what it says. And the word was made flesh and dwelt among us. And we beheld his glory, the glory as of the only begotten of the Father, full of grace and truth talking about Jesus. John bare witness of him and cried saying, this was he of whom I spoke. He that comes after me is preferred before me for, for he was before me. And then it goes on to say, and of his fullness, talking about Jesus, have all we received and grace for grace. Did you get that? It says that we got, we have received the fullness of Christ. Now, if you can go and find the greatest athlete in the world and all of a sudden we were, we got his DNA, okay? We got everything that was in. We got the fullness of what was in him. What would be expected of us to go out and to perform on the same level that he was? That's what this is saying, that we received the fullness of Christ. That's why Jesus says, said to this before he left. He said, the works that I do, you will do also, and greater works than these will you do. Why? Because we receive the fullness of him. That's why the church hasn't risen up, because nobody's speaking this and telling you what's really on the inside of you. How can you expect to, to see those kind of manifestations if you don't know that that's what's on the inside of you? You have to believe it. You know, everybody will tell you that if you... And, and, before you can become who you were really meant to be, you got to know who you are. 
Well, that's what this podcast is about, telling you who you really are so that we as a body can rise up and show the world who we really are. Let's continue. I'm in Galatians chapter 5, verse 23 and 24. Notice, I'm not giving you my opinion. I'm giving you chapter and verse. And if you follow these verses and read the context of what the verses verses are are above it and below it, you're going to see I did not take this out of context. Galatians chapter 5, verses 23 and 24. But the fruit of the Spirit, okay, that's a capital S. So we could say that's the Holy Spirit. But then is, is Jesus any different than the Holy Spirit and the Father? They're all one, right? So what's in the Holy Spirit is in Jesus. And if what's in Jesus is in us, because we're in him and he's in us. So let's understand what's in us. But the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, long-suffering, gentleness, goodness, faith, meekness, temperance. Against such there is no law. And it goes on to say that those that are in Christ have crucified the flesh. It's a process to crucify the flesh. And how can we do that? Because remember, the flesh is always going to want to sin. That's its nature. But what's in us is always going to want to do righteous. So in us is the power to crucify our flesh. But how can we do that if we are not told what's really on the inside of you? See, love is already in you. Joy is already in you. Peace is already in you. Long-suffering, faith, meekness, temper. That's already in you because that's what's in Christ. See, all this is in you waiting to be watered with the word of God, waiting to receive the sunshine of God's presence in prayer, in praise, and in worship so that the world can see the God in you, so that the world can see who God sent. See, each individual has a different assignment. We are all the body of Christ. And just like a a body doesn't have all toes, it doesn't have all fingers, it doesn't have all eyes, it has various different parts. And so we were sent to earth to operate in our sphere of influence with the gifts and the talents that he's given us and go in and dominate and let people see God, let people see love, let them see joy, let them see peace, let them see faith. Let them see goodness and gentleness. It's all on the inside of us. For over 30 years now, I daily get the water of God's word and the sunshine of his presence. And because of that, that foolish drug dealer has been put to death. Okay. I'm I'm taking on the character of God. Now, I'm still becoming, and we're going to always continue to be becoming until Christ comes or we leave this earth. But I'm far from where I was. And you, no matter how you are now, the power of God's word and his presence can change you. And if you change, your life will change. You know, I can't fully describe for you the wonderful life that is possible for you if you just daily seek God and you come to understand him as a loving father and not as some tyrant ready to hit you on the head as soon as you mess up. That's what religion has told us. See, the best thing that I've done besides receiving Christ was to spend daily time with God, quality time. I've sent with him for over 30 years, and it has totally changed my life, and the best is yet to come. You know, God really has a wonderful life plan for you from the foundation of the world. 
He knows your name and has now given you his name. You've been adopted into the royal family of God. Set your expectation higher for higher things, understanding that you're in the royal family of God. You are royalty in the eyes of God. And because you are in the beloved Jesus Christ, the holy place, you should expect the best. Our God owns everything. Everything is under his control. And when we line up with the principles that are laid out in his word, see, that's what the Bible is. The Bible, many people think it's a book of don't do's, of do's and don't do's, but it's really a book of principles. And anybody that operates these principles can see the fruit that was in Jesus's life. He was sent not only to win the victory for us, but to set an example, to set a standard and say, here's here's the mark. Here's what you shoot for. Now, are we ever going to be 100% in, in him? No, because we're still in this sinful body. But I'm telling you that God wants to do in this day something that the world has never seen, and it's going to happen when his body wakes up to who they really are. Let me say right here, if you don't know our living Savior, Jesus Christ, you can get to know him now. Pray this prayer with me. Say, God, I believe that you sent your son, Jesus Christ, to die for my sins. Jesus, I accept you into my life as my Lord and my Savior. Help me to live this life. Thank you. That's it. It's that simple. If you believe what you just prayed, he has come in. Start reading the Bible for yourself. You can start in the book of St. John and in the book of Romans, and God will begin to show you his purpose for your life, and he'll begin to show himself unto you. Okay, we'll see you on the next episode.